Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another segment of the Cisco and Falzone Hour, Broadcasting Politics. Welcome. Well, oh, before I go on, show sponsor, the show is sponsored by Students for Better Future, Doreen. And she is a great, great uh, writer. And um, we should always thank Doreen Ann for all she does. Thank you, Doreen. For tonight, we have a special guest, Annie Burdell, a self-proclaimed advocate of educating women in the art of personal protection and self-reliance. Man, that's a perfect, today is a perfect time to really bring in Annie because we're going to need self-reliance. We're dealing with a pandemic global virus. But not just that, we're also dealing with the war on oil between the superpowers, oil-producing countries. On one side, the Russians. On the other side, the Saudis and OPEC. OPEC basically is a group of individual producing oil producing countries. Russia is not part of it. So this whole situation has come at the wrong time. The health virus and the Gulf oil war. So it's really, really something that we have not seen ever. I mean, as far as I'm, I'm, I'm concerned, it, it has. I mean, in my lifetime, this is actually the first time, and it's really, really has come to a point where people are panicking. Not just here in the United States, but all over the world. I've been in contact with family in in in, in Europe, uh, friends in 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 different parts of South America, and and also in Europe and in Asia. It's incredible how panicky the world has become remarkable when i hear individuals in different parts of the world especially in asia in 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 italy in certain parts of europe that have said to me you know cisco my life has changed overnight i went from an individual that can go about and do everything to being home and staying home because they have locked down the whole city, the whole country. That's how, that's something for everyone who's listening to think about. Your life can drastically change overnight and you don't have any control over it. Does it mean that you have to stop living? No. But you must think about it. You must think that these things that are happening in different parts of the world, you would say, oh, those things can never happen here. Well, those people, the people in, 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 in Wuhan province, in southern China, in central China, in, 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 in northern Italy, in southern Italy, had the same way of looking at things. That would not happen to us. Wow, it's happening. They're living in conditions that they have never lived before. So I would say that my biggest advice to everyone, it's not just to listen to the news here. Get yourself informed of what's happening around the world, especially in these times, because it's not pretty what's happening. And everyone would say, oh, it's just, it's just a virus, Cisco. It's just a virus. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a flu. It'll go away. Well, this is, and, and, and you're right. And, and I'm, I wouldn't disagree with you, but at the same time, I would say, think about this. The economic pandemic that this virus is bringing, along with the economic turmoil, that the oil prices are here. That combination has seen the, the, the stock market 
really take a beating. So, you know, everyone is blaming the president, the Republicans in regards to this. The president has done his job. Could he have done it a little faster and close the borders? I mean, and not allow people from Europe, which, by the way, they're condemning Trump for that. The Europeans are condemning. But, well, you know what? The mess that they have right now, they should have closed their borders a long time ago, a while ago. But they didn't. And now they have a crisis in their hands. Now, yes, we could have done that. As soon as it happened, if I, would, if I would have been president, I would have closed it right during the situation in January, when I, when I can basically see what was happening in central China, where the Chinese government, which, again, is a government that you cannot trust in telling you the truth. They're going to man- manipulate the numbers, and they're, gonna, they're not going to give you exactly what is actually happening the only reason I knew what was happening in China is because people that I know in Taiwan and also in mainland China who kept me abreast of what was going on. Otherwise, if you rely on the Chinese government, good luck with that. Good luck with that because they're not going to tell you at all. They're just going to continue to lie. So... It definitely is is a crisis, uh, but it's a different type of crisis, you know. Yes, we had Ebola. Yes, we had the swine flu. Yes, we had HN1. Yes, everyone keeps bringing those up. And, and, And you know what? They went away. The difference, the difference is we're dealing with a different type of virus. Anyway, let me, enough of me, and let's bring in our guest. Annie Burdell. Hi, Annie. Hello. How are you? Can you Hello? Hear me? I can hear you. A little static, but I can hear you. All right. Um, how's the weather in, in, in Indianapolis? Yeah, you keep drifting out. You want to call back and, and, and call in with a different number? Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not hearing you clear, clearly. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, so um, she's co- she'll be calling back. So to, to uh, continue what I was mentioning in regards to the different, this is a different type of beast. And we need to focus on the goals. Now, there's political goals that are involved with this. The Democrats have their own goals. The Chinese have their own goals. The European Union have their own goals. And their goals are to create a scenario where everything gets blamed on Donald Trump and he loses the election. Okay, that's that's the political side of it. But there is a health and economic part of it too. Hi, Annie. Can you hear me better now? Now I hear you perfect. Well, welcome again. Uh, our guest tonight is Annie Burdell. She's a self-proclaimed advocate of educating women in the art of personal protection and self-reliance. What a better time to have you on our show, Self-Reliance. And can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Well, thank you for having me, first of all. I haven't done this for a while, so I'm a a little rusty. Um, But uh, a little bit about myself. I run a website called PrepperChicks.World where we educate um, not just women, but anybody that will listen uh, to how to be more self-sustainable in this crazy world that we're living in. Um, I also write post-apocalyptic fiction um, that loosely um, shadows what's going on out there in the real world. And I have my own little homestead in Indiana where I actually do what I say and talk about. So, it's been and, how long, 
and how long have you been um, writing uh, the different books? I mean, you, you have some excellent, excellent books out there that um, we we want you to uh, promote, you know, because uh, I think they're beneficial, especially to not, not just women, to everyone. Well, actually, uh, probably 60% of my fan base is male. So, yeah, not, not just for women, um, but uh, I had a radio show a long time ago and was interviewing post-apocalyptic authors and reading their books, most of them at that time. This was back in, you know, 2010, so uh, at least 10 years ago. But most of their books were written with a very weak female presence within the book, and uh, that didn't sit well with me, so I decided to write my own fiction that showed women in a better light because most of the females that I know are not... Uh, lazy or stupid or uh, freak monitors and and just, uh, you know, this panic uh, mindset that most of the males put them into in in their books. So it's been recepted quite well. That's very good. Yeah, I've seen your, uh, I've gone to your website, and it's, for anyone who who, who, um, is interested, do go to any for Dell's website, that's what www.annieburdell.com. Yep, yep. Just go to annieburdell.com and you'll be able to link from there to properchicks.world or just stay on Annie Burdell. And I do have a lot of free information on there too. If you're looking at preparedness as a way of life, you know I'm not one for. Well, let's make a buck off of this. This is about all of our survival, so a lot of it is free. Now, you were on my show uh, a while back, and I remember, and I still remember, Annie, uh, you mentioned that whole scenario, I think it was in Indianapolis or in the Midwest, where all these truckers, these truckers that were basically, uh, they were going on strike, and you had mentioned, imagine if we had some type of of pandemic or, or, uh, uh, you know, the uh, EMP hit the, the, the United States and all that. And all those truckers that bring all those food and, 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 and important uh, medical equipment or things that we need on a daily basis, we would be really stuck. Because I think you had mentioned that this, most supermarkets probably have uh, two or three days of um, inventory. I still remember vividly what you had mentioned. Do you remember that? Yes, yes, quite well. And I'm looking yeah, at the scenario. And, and two to three days is probably pushing it, and I think we can see that going on with real-life events. And I think that's important when we're trying to get people to wake up to what's going on out in the world. We don't need these big, grandiose, oh, we're going to have a shout from the sun, and we're going to have another Carrington event, and we're going to this, and we're going to – no, this is just real life. This is just stuff in the everyday news. Right, right. And, and we are seeing that happening, not just in the United States. We're seeing that happen everywhere where there's the, the supermarkets are empty, uh, people waiting online. I mean, it's happening in Italy. It's happening all over the world. So this is not, you know, like I mentioned to people today um, as I was discussing this, because I'm part of the coronavirus test in, 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 my, uh, in the company that I, that I, that I work for. Uh, and I said... You know, this is not just a United States issue. This is a global issue. Um, and the most important thing that I, that I, most concerning part that I have is the, the supply chain uh, that's going to be impacted on a global scale. What do you think about that, that aspect? Well, I mean, realistically, if you look at the globe, we're all just humans. And, you know, we get this, this mindset that, you know, oh, well, they're clear over in China. They're not going to affect us, and, and, or they're in Taiwan or Russia or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Even across yeah. the United States, people still have that mindset that, oh, it's clear over there. It's not going to bother me mm-hmm. here. So we go back into this ignorant bliss that we like to live in, mm-hmm. this normalcy bias, where we're just going to focus on our everyday life and screw everything else. But it's events like this that we realize this world, this planet, isn't as big as we think it is. And we are all so interconnected, it's absolutely mind-blowing. 
how one thing can impact another uh, portion of the world to a significant degree. And right now what we're watching is this, this um, progression, um, quite a, a interesting progression of going from that ignorant bliss to a state of panic. Um, one thing that I like to study is human reaction to things like this. You know, because of the fact that I'm prepared, I can step back and just watch. <laughs> and I, I like to say I am practicing my, sh- my social distancing skills right now. So <laughs> I, have, I have the ability to do that because I live in a state of preparedness. And, you know, I get that, aren't you, like, freaked out all the time then? Why do you, you know, are you panic all the time? No, it actually is quite the opposite. Exactly. When we saw, and let's take the toilet paper scenario out of that because that was <laughs> a bit extreme. But, you know, we've, we've seen people panic because we're seeing governments put into these, these uh, self-isolation phases, and they're telling people you need to stay away from each other and you need to stay in your house. In China, you were allowed out of your house every other day, every third day, and only one person was allowed out. So we're watching this going on. And to see the, the I hate the word sheeple, but the people that don't pay attention that, that live in that normalcy bias that because it happens over there, it doesn't affect me over here. And seeing that, that degree going from the ignorant, the ignorant bliss to the panic, how fast that happens. Like, like you could snap your fingers sometimes and watch it go off. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, people ask me, Oh, well, you know, are, are you freaking out? I'm like, no, why? Cause you know, my dad used to say, you know, basically, in life, you have to be prepared for the unexpected. And just things are happening. I mean, the world is, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a global world, and you need to be ready for what's happening. You need to stay in touch with what's happening. Uh, and I was mentioning on my monologue that during the middle of January, when Wuhan, Wuhan province and a lot of uh, cities in China were getting hit, communicating with some people in in Shanghai, they were basically telling me, listen, this is what's going on here. This is not what the Chinese government is telling you. And I started saying, saying well, you know, there's a lot of every other country in the world now, it still hasn't closed their borders. So that virus from Wuhan province, it's going to go to the rest of China and other parts of, of, of Asia and Europe. And boom, that's what happened. And you think we should have closed borders faster? Yes. Uh, I think the world was asleep when it came to what was going on in China. Because, again, going back to what you said, the ignorance, or, it, it, you know, if that's a problem over there. It doesn't impact us. That's the, the mentality that they had, uh, these governments. You know, they said, you know, you know that's, a, that's a Chinese problem. That's not our – that's not our no. – now – you, you said something earlier about testing the Chinese government and, and, and how corrupt they are. But in reality, it's every government on this planet, including the one here in the United States. We are not getting accurate information about anything that has happened recently or anything in general, period, because it's a as-needed as uh, basis, and they don't want anything to jeopardize their plans. You know, we have two scenarios. Either they got caught with the pants down or the fact that they didn't want people to panic, so they didn't bother to tell us. You can pick and choose which scenario you think that played out here. It doesn't matter. And we can sit here and we can talk about closed borders. We can talk about what should have been done. We can talk about everything under the sun. But reality is it happened. And now what are we going to do about it? And that's where right, we right. need to be. Well, we, we, we have a little different view of, of what should have been done. Um, but I, I, I see that this continues when I hear people say, well, you know, what's happening in Italy is really not really, uh, it's not going to impact us. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, there's a whole, you know, this whole situation of, of the Americans and, 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 and some individuals from other parts of the country, or I mean, from other countries, that got infected was because they were in 
Milan, in the city of Milan, which is the fashion capital of uh, of Europe, and they get they got infected, and then they got on that plane and they went back to their prospective respective countries and they started infecting individuals as they went back. So well, and I don't want to get into a frame a frame set of we're going to blame people here. A lot of these people had no idea they even had it. So I don't, I don't want to go down that road because there, are, there was a gentleman that took his daughter to a conference in Missouri for a sports conference and turned out she was positive. And he was like, you know, we're going to get into this lame mindset that is not going to do anyone any good. This father and daughter... She had no symptoms whatsoever. She had no idea she even had it. Our, our CDC isn't putting out tests so that we can even test this thing. We're getting information from multiple yes. agencies on, oh, it does this, but no, it does this. And then we're comparing it against the flu, which we shouldn't be doing. But then we're comparing it against a sinus infection or a cold. And the, the bottom line is nobody even knows because this thing is mutating. So, and then yes. you get into this, you get into this, well, you know, who did they think they are to have the right to tell me what to do? So, I mean, then you get into the politics of what's better to close the borders, to protect, you know, um, a, a lot of people or give freedom to one person. So as a, you know, as a self-proclaimed anarchist, if you want to call me that, um, <laughs> you know, we okay. have a hard time swallowing our government saying, oh, well, you know, now you have to stay away and you have to lock yourself in your house. And, but then on the flip side of that, there are people that walk among us that don't care. There is a basketball and NBA player that mm-hmm. thought it was funny to spread his positive virus he's been tested positive for all over every mic and everything else he thought it was funny he thought and there's people dying from this stuff i know and i know this is this is this is human this is our humanity this is the people that live among us and this is why aliens won't visit i can tell you that right now <laughs> because i mean we are have to be the most selfish self-centered uneducated uh-huh. Of being in the universe because this is what we're dealing with. So as a you you talked about if you were president, what would you do differently? Well, you have the benefit of having hindsight at this point because you can't just close borders and you can't just do this and you can't just do that. There's there are factors involved in that. But what do you do? You know. And then we can sit here on our couches and we can bitch and complain because Trump didn't do this and Trump didn't do that. And we get it from both sides. It's not just, it's not just Democrats or Republicans. Everybody does it. But then we get caught up in shaming everybody and blaming everybody instead of what can we do as a group, as a species, to be able to save more people. And right. I was just reading an article about that. There is um, – I've been trying to gather information from the ground because I do not like to get it from mainstream media. So I've right. been reading as many stories from doctors and nurses and, and whomever um, from all over the globe at this point. But there was one that struck me, and it was from a physician in Italy. And he was mm-hmm. talking about how life right. was now. And he was yep. talking about the differences from six months ago to now where we had specialized doctors who dealt with only specific things when it comes to human beings. But as of right now, all the doctors are moving beds. All the doctors are cleaning bedpans. All the doctors are doing whatever it needs to be done. All the doctors are walking up to each other. There are no more specialties. We're all just human beings right now trying to help each other. And I think that is beautiful if we can get to that point. But right now in the United States, Oh, my gosh, we're too busy, you know, shaming and blaming everybody on the planet. And it's going to come back, and it's going to bite us in the ass, and it's going to bite us hard and probably the next 30 days. You're right. You're right. I mean, I mean, today uh, the Ohio Health Secretary, 1,000 people infected in Ohio today. 
So um, it'll be two thousand tomorrow. Yeah, because and 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 you, and you brought up that's who hmm? they're testing though. That's who they're testing. Now they're coming out saying this thing can live in a human body for thirty six days. Then it can live on plastic for three days. They're mm-hmm. changing the dynamics of this because they don't know, and that's what that's the stage that we're in, and that's why people need to really be paying attention exactly. and stop blowing this off as it's just the flu. We don't know realistically what is going on right now. But well, take a and, deep and breath <laughs> and take a step back. I I'm doing that as a, I'm listening to you, Annie. Uh, and you know this 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 whole scenario of the the what they're calling the Wuhan virus initially because it, it originated in Wuhan province in uh, in China. It started in December. That's the first casualties were in mid December. We didn't get to know about this really until the beginning, late December, early January. So this this this. I started focusing on that around the beginning of January. And I'm saying to myself, the other governments, again, and I'm not trying to, again, blame, what were they doing? I mean, why do you... I'm sorry. What do you think? I lost connection for a minute. Can you repeat that? What I'm saying that this uh, Wuhan, prov- uh, Wuhan virus, the coronavirus, began around the beginning or the middle of December and then it started to advance, and then it really got serious in the beginning of January, mid-January. My question to you is, countries, the rest of the world, just fell asleep? And, and, and what, what, what do you think was the motivation or non-motivation of finding out what was going on? Oh, well, there's a tinfoil hat thread for you. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, there are so many scenarios right now. I mean, pick and choose which rabbit trail that you want to go down. For all, all we know, this didn't start in Wuhan. This started someplace else. This was it a bioweapon? The, 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 the reality is we will never know. Did we get caught with our pants down? Or did we intentionally sit back and watch it, it play out, thinking it was going to turn into X, Y, and Z, and it turn into, you know, A, B, and C. We don't know. We will never yeah. probably know those answers. Um, like I said, there's probably enough tinfoil hat theories out there that you couldn't shake a stick at all of them. I mean, yeah, they're okay. spinning so fast. I'm, I'm just, now, I'm I mean, just, hmm? yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying that I think that, that I think there was I think it comes down to ignorance. Why they they did not pay attention to this uh, and they did not focus on this. Um, but so let's they move weren't on. paying attention, though. Well, I think the mainstream media was totally uh, quiet on this. I mean, they they. Um, I, the mainstream media reports what they're told to report. They don't have the ability to go after a story on their own without being approved. Are you kidding me? Them yeah. report something off the norm that hasn't already been scripted? That's yeah. crazy. Well, I've been, and I've said it today in my, in, in, uh, at my office, and I said it, I've said it quite a few times, and I'm going to say it again. Uh, the, the coming crisis of we're going to face a huge disruption due to a looming shortage of critical lab materials and prescriptions. China produces 80% of medical prescriptions, 90% of medical equipment. Did we put all our eggs in one basket? Did the world put all their eggs in one basket with China? Well, I mean, how many, how long, how many years have I know I have, and I know you have, been talking about that, not just in the pharmaceutical company. I mean, China, yeah, makes a lot of the chemicals involved, and then you get into India, who makes a lot of the prescriptions and stuff, but yeah, not yeah. just pharmaceuticals. I mean, we've talked about this with our power grid and the fact that, you know, yeah. there are nine substations within the United States. If one of those goes down, 
we're doomed for no power for 18 months because there's only two places in the world that makes the substations and they're not in the United States. So if anything, this is a wake up call that, you know, those of us that back in the seventies were yelling American made, American made, you know, there was a reason for that. And we need to look at, um, instead of uh, exporting all of our, our uh, factories and stuff to cheap labor, uh, we need to bring those back here to, to the United States, put our people back to work, and be able to make a lot of this stuff here. Now, that being said, on the flip side of that, why are we so dependent on the pharmaceutical companies to begin with? And who's right. making money off of what right now? So, right. I mean... No, no, you're, you're, yeah. you're absolutely, absolutely correct. I mean, we, we, we've put our... Uh, the dependency, and again, I, I I've, I've traveled to China, and I've been to different parts, and and I've been to the factories, uh, I've seen them, and yes, they get paid a dollar fifty a day, you know, and and they work ten twelve hours, I mean a lot of uh, producing, so I, I I can see the economical point of it, but I think pharmaceuticals and other people like that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it's nice profit to the bottom line, but, I mean, what we're doing to humanity in, the, in you know, paying someone a dollar a day is just asinine. Yeah, no, that's uh, – and so one of the reasons that I brought this up was because if people basically think that they're having – they're seeing a shortage in, in toilet paper – in sanitizers, it's going to get a lot more challenging in the next couple of weeks, in the next couple of months. Would you agree? Maybe, maybe not. And the reason I'm saying that is I think that, and we've seen this with, um, back to what you said before, where our stores only carry so much in supplies. And, you know, the, 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 general rule of thumb is that most stores carry, what, two or three days worth of supplies in their back room. But we've seen that not to be true because anytime there's a blizzard warning or whatever, we see stores actually run out of anything within 20 minutes sometimes. And we just saw that with this big commotion with sanitizer and, and all that. Um, you know, I haven't been to town for a while, but I've been following what other people have said. You know, there are places that are having issues, but I think that the places that are having issues is where we're seeing people wake up to reality and the possibilities mm-hmm. of coming versus some that are not having the same issues because these people already are living in that reality. They're more rural they don't, you know, they don't live in a big city or near a larger, a larger um, population center. So, and they're they're already prepared, you know. So, uh, are we going to see stores running out of supplies in the next couple months? Well, it's something I've thought about because every person involved on this planet happens to be a human being, and that includes the hospital workers. That includes, like you said, the truck drivers. That includes yeah. our um, our uh, police department, our fire department. And guess what? Every single person can catch this. There's no respect for persons with this disease. Now, are there higher demographics that are at risk? Absolutely. If you're over this age of 60, um, if you already have existing issues such as high blood pressure or if you already have asthma, something along that line, yes, you are placed in a, in a uh, uh, higher risk of, of catching this. Um, but that being said, we still see younger people catch this too. It all depends. So right. unfortunately, that involves all of the human beings that run this world. That includes truck drivers. So, you know, one of the theories, and all of this is just based on theory and based on numbers and based on projections, could we see a mass pandemic here in the United States like we saw in China or in Italy? It's a possibility. 
are we finally acting accordingly somewhat um, right but what the problem is is we have a different mindset in the United States versus in China or even that for that matter in Italy in China they do what they're told to do same as in Japan um, yeah. that's why right. if you look at follow Taiwan, Singapore, and South Korea, and follow how they've responded and what their rates are. Those three countries right there, I think, are doing a very good job of containing this, but yeah. that's because they got all over it, and that's because their people do what the government tells them to do. In the United States, we have a very bullheaded population segment that will absolutely not do anything the government tells them to do whether it's right or it's wrong because that person thinks that they know better. And it doesn't matter if it affects them, their family, or the rest of the world. They're just not going to do it. So no, no, it will be I, interesting I, I, to see how this plays out. Well, you mentioned Singapore. Singapore has per, perhaps the, uh, one of the best healthcare systems in the world. And, and, and also, they, they basically also went ahead and started uh, rejecting people from coming into their, into their country, too. That was another factor. Well, they, I think it was Singapore. It might have been Taiwan. I think it was Singapore, though. Or no, it, it, South Korea. Um, they had this social programming set up, so that way if you had it, they came and took – well, I'm not going to say took – but you and anybody that you had contact with were instantly quarantined. You didn't have a choice. And then if you were out and about, they have programs on your phones that would go off to say, this site that you're approaching has had someone in that area, and, right. and you should avoid this. I mean, it's just, you know. <laughs> but then, see, then we can sit here and we can argue. Is that getting too much in our business? Is that government overreach, or is it protecting the citizens of the country? Because we're going to argue both sides of the, of, the, of the coin on that one, because nobody's ever going to 100% agree. No, no, I agree. I mean, uh, South Korea has done a really good job. But the thing is, South Korea just – did, I did a comparison between South Korea and the U.S. We have tested maybe 5,000 people. South Korea t will test 20,000 people a day. That's a huge well, difference. 20,000 people. Components. We're missing components of being able to test here in the United States yet. So, oh. so who, who, who's who should be responsible for that? For having the components to test? Well, it depends on who you ask. Uh, a lot of people say it's the CDC's responsibility. I don't know. Oh. See, me personally... When I heard about this, I thought it was my responsibility to, geez, stay home and just see how this unfolds, not right. get out there in the general public and not become part of the problem. That's my right. take on it's my personal responsibility. Now, did the CDC get to caught with their pants down? Is every government um, agency infallible? Absolutely not. We're all going to fail somewhere along the way. Every single one of them, and mostly, probably more, most of the time, unless it involves, you know, protecting their oil reserves or, you know, their drug cartels. But that's a whole nother show, isn't it? <laughs> you know that you and I can, uh, we can tackle some multiple, multiple, multiple topics at the same time. Uh, yes, I think uh, I would say that not just the CDC. I would say that the, the rest of the global community plus the World Health Organization, the World Health Organization took almost, let me see, uh, almost three months to declare it a global oh, pandemic. Oh, I mean, come on now. But we're talking what do you mean, about. What do you mean? What do you we're, mean? Come now on. Wait, now wait. Now wait. Wait. Now there's there's underlying issues there you have to talk about and, and let people understand that there are there was insurance that they had purchased bonds for. They they lost a lot of money by declaring this a pandemic before those bonds came due. Oh, okay. I'm being very sarcastic here. 
I know you are. I know you are. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to hear it. So, I mean, can you blame them? So, I mean, if you want to go down um, the World Health Organization, let's bring the International Monetary Fund into this, too, because they're let's just it, as involved. Let's bring it in. Bring and let's it in. talk about the, the economics yeah. of all of this. We're seeing... Okay. From from the short end, we're seeing parents freak out because their kids are going to be off school for a month and they don't know what to do. Come <laughs> on. I mean, really. They're like, I All don't right. want to live with my kid for a month. Send him to school. I don't care. <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? You know, all the way up into what we're seeing, and you brought it up earlier about what's going on um, between Turkey, Iran, Russia, and yes. Syria and yes. Israel and the whole flooding the United States market with oil. I mean, hey, yeah, it's great. We have gas below $2 a gallon, but people don't understand the ramifications of that. And people don't understand how it's going to collapse our shale industry here. Yes. And it's going to implode. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, as a matter of fact, I think it's, it's a direct strike at, at our oil industry, the shell uh, industry, and people are basically freaking out. The market's meltdown today, 2,000, uh, the market's down by 2,000 and what, 352 points. But they're not realizing the deeper impact, which is causing the price of oil to be under $30 a barrel. That's totally unheard. It's going to be interesting. Well, right now the the barrels cost more than the oil in it. So, you know, the barrels are worth more than the crude that's in the barrel. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all gets paid. Uh, Trump just approved a bailout for the banks. We are seeing in Italy... Um, they are mm-hmm. saying do not turn off utilities for anyone. All your mortgages are paid. Um, you know, two weeks pay here, two weeks pay there. Who's paying? This is not free stuff. This has to come from somewhere. We're going to see the the restaurant industry get hit hard, and that's a huge portion of the people that live on this planet. So what's going to happen? Those people live day to day, week to week to begin with. There is no reserve in place for that. And somebody said, well, we need to prop them up by buying gift certificates. You can buy gift certificates all you want, but that does not mean that that restaurant's going to be there in, in a month when they haven't had sales or their employees have left or whatever. You know, well, their time, people are mad because they're saying we need to self-isolate. And you under, need to understand why, because that impacts the health organizations. And the hospitals, if we do not self-isolate, then that will overwhelm our hospital system, who's already overwhelmed to begin with. That means if your your spouse and you're 60 years old goes to the hospital because you had a stroke, they're not going to attend to that person because they are at 200% capacity. So it is in everybody's best interest to calm down, take a deep breath, and think about these things and do what we need to do as a human race to get everyone out of this alive. And we can do that if we stop the panic and the hysteria. Well, I think, I think the media is pushing the hysteria, but the, 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 the reality is that we're facing with, the, with this virus and the economic impact, that's real. That's not hysteria. Oh, no, it's very real. And the yeah. reason the media is pushing it is because Trump wasn't panicking and they were trying to make him look like an idiot because he should have been panicking people. And it's just politics. You know that. Yeah, I do. Now, now, now not, not just the United States, not only Italy, uh, Australia just is pushing uh, uh, an economic stimulus package Seventeen point yes. six billion dollars. Uh, we what have eight hundred eight hundred fifty dollars per citizen. Yeah, uh, seven hundred seven hundred seven hundred seven hundred fifty dollars 
cash. Seven hundred fifty. Okay. Seven hundred fifty. Yeah. And Here. and basically, all, like you said, all that money that is given out has to come from somewhere because. And that's it's whether they take it from someplace else or they print it for free. It, it's going to have an impact, and that's where we're at. Is what kind of impact is this going to unfold? And that's going to be significant. I will tell you this. This world will never go back to how it was six months ago. There's absolutely yes. no way we can do that. You're, no you're way. Ab- it has, the wor- it has the changed wor- completely. Mm-hmm. The world is going to look totally different. The economic impact is going to de- be devastating for the majority of the world. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. I mean, I'm listening. Yep, you're right. And, Absolutely. And and one of the one of the things that really has, besides everything else that has uh, has had an impact on me, is what I'm hearing and I'm listening to what's going on in Italy, where if you're 60 years old and over, because they have socialized medicine, they're basically saying, okay, we don't have. Uh, medicine for you. We don't have a bed for you because we're going to give someone who's younger than you that bed. So you can go ahead and die. And that's the result well, of socialized reality. There was a, I think he was a soccer player, a well-known soccer player in Italy who, who yes. made a video. His, his dead sister's in the bed behind him. And he's like, yes. he's like crying out for help because he doesn't know what to do. And he's he's mad at the government because nobody's coming to help him. And who is there to help him? They're all busy. They all have their humans. They have their own families, and they're up to their eyeballs in trying to help everybody that's screaming for help. You're not important anymore because you're wealthy. Everyone is on the same play, playing level right now. Tom Cruise just or not Tom, no, Tom Cruise Tom Hanks Tom, Tom Hanks Tom Hanks Well Tom Cruise was also quarantined in Italy while he was he was shooting his movie there but yes Tom Hanks and his wife both have it which I find ironic compared to you know all of the indictments that are coming down and uh, what's his name getting in his what 23 years of prison term for pedophilia and Harvey Weinstein <laughs> Good old yeah. Harvey. Well, yeah. you know, he might, he might, he may, he may, um, we may have real, real justice one day against him if uh, the corona. Oh, he'll get gets his. To... He'll get his own. <laughs> a bitch. But anyway, exactly. So I, the next thing that I want to tackle is the this this whole impact on the sports. Environment. I mean, uh, they in Europe, they're having games with no fans. I, in the United States, the NBA, the baseball, yeah, Cleveland Indians. You know, hockey. they were supposed to hockey. Yeah, I know. I mean, the I, we I'm had just, Final Four. We had Final Four in Hindi in Indy here. Well, you know, and um, yes, I know how you love your sports. You know what's I more do. important? Every St. Patrick's fucking day parade and green beer drinking celebration is getting canceled. So screw the sports. It's all about green beer. Everybody's going to stay home and behave themselves. Yes. Yes. I'm a big sports fan and, and I'm going to miss um, attending and watching my sports game. But I, I thought Cleveland, the Cleveland Indians were going to have a really good year, but um, the Yankees were, were going to, well, they were planning to do it this year, but we got to wait. Um, but the yeah, question you need that to I have to practice anyways. <laughs> the question I have for you is basically the impact that economically baseball or all these sports games, all these sports um, uh, games are going to have not just on the United States, but on a global scale. It's yeah, also I mean, we another, kind of already, yeah, we kind of already hit on that. I mean, no, but, no, but you take out, you, you take out the what was the big thing in Austin, uh, the SWS concert uh, the thing. Southwest, I mean, all Southwest. these, yes, all these big uh, venues are getting canceled, and a lot of 
a lot of the states are coming back saying no more than 250 to 500 people in a crowd now. Uh, the venue has to be canceled. I mean, some of those are mega cases here in Indianapolis. So, <laughs> you know, this, like I said before, this has huge implications for a global economy. We need, we need a one-world government. We need one currency that will come and save us all. And we need that one religion so we don't have to go everywhere that, that totally right. makes sense and brings everybody together. You can feel it now. Have you, have you, noticed, have you noticed that, that Russia has not had hardly any cases, any, any coronavirus cases? Uh, is, is that off I, of mainstream media? Or is that them just keeping their mouths shut? Well, I, I, I'm just kind of surprised because uh, not I'm not kind of surprised. Uh, Vladimir Putin decided to close the border very early in, in the situation. I think he was one of the very few leaders out there that actually did that, and he was basically condemned by other countries because he said we're not letting anyone from China come into Russia. Well, that's nice and dandy and all that, but we're also seeing um, the one stream that's in China, that's not the same stream that's in Washington. So I don't care if we close the borders or not. Something else is going on here. This virus right. is not a respecter of borders or of people or of economic classes or anything. You can't have a completely separate strain and blame it on China. So. Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I tend to agree with that. Um, I, I'm just, I, I'm just seeing that I've, I've gotten into the I, Russian. I don't think, I uh-huh. don't think Russia is giving out accurate information on what's going on there. Just like I don't think China didn't do at the very beginning. Now China has sent delegates to to Italy recently. I think today to try and help them get things under control there, but. We're not getting accurate information but, at all. But, but Annie, who, who, the Chinese are telling the whole world that everything is fine in China, but that's not true. The, the, well, factories, yeah, in China, the, factories, the factories in China are still closed. Uh, they're uh, all I, going back to work. Uh, no, they're who not. Who are you listening to? Who are you listening li- to? CNN I'm listening, or no, I'm listening to individuals <laughs> individuals that actually are living there. Okay. You mean yes. not the mainstream media? No, not the mainstream media. Uh, basically, I just had a discussion with uh, in regards to uh, Samsung Galaxy phones with Verizon, and they told me no new phones because the factories in China are closed. They have shut yep. down. Apple's the same way. Same Apple's way. The same so, way. Uh, so, I'm. I don't. They're not going back. The Chinese government is not telling us what actually still is happening over there. So they're still nope. lying to us, and they're lying to the whole yep. world. So, yep. um, but it's not just them. It's not just them. Okay. Um, I wanted to touch on on in regards to. Getting a bit more information, uh, educating uh, our, our listening audience in regards to things that you can do to become your become more self-reliant in regards to food. Well, where is everyone at right now in their preparedness? Is what you need to individually take mm-hmm. account for, you know. And quite honestly, if you're just now waking up to this, you're a little bit behind. Um, So, I mean, this is a personal choice that you have to make. And I still have people on that I'm friends with on, I'll say on Facebook, that are in, say, in denial, in the the whatever, but they're like, oh, no, this is just the flu, it's big hype, blah, 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 blah. And then you got the other side of the the coin that's like, oh, my God, we're all going to die and we need to get right (laughs) on toilet paper. So... (laughs) You know, you have to you have to stop and think about where you are comfortable on this rabbit trail 
and decide what you want to do. If you're a parent, it's your responsibility to make sure that your kids and your family are safe. Now, can you do that on a regular basis? Not just this virus, but personally, I think you should have some kind of preparedness built into your lifestyle, just everyday stuff, extra batteries around the house, you know, extra uh, at least a three-week food supply that you have in your house, you know, cases of water in case the power goes out, you know, medication, uh, those kind of things. That way, when something like this does happen, it takes the edge off just a little bit, and you can you can have the ability not to jump into panic mode and be able to sit down and take a deep breath and say, okay, what do I need to do now? Um, so if you haven't gone that route, um, like I said, we're talking some of the schools are going to be out for a month. Um, we're talking about this virus can live in your body for up to 36 days now. If you don't have the ability to self-isolate for at least 30 days, um, and I understand some people can't do that because of their jobs or or whatever, Um, but if you can and you can work from home, I personally would advise you to do so, especially if you hit those demographics of being over the age and they said 50, over the age of 50 or if you have underlying problems like a pacemaker, um, high blood pressure, asthma, anything like that. You need right. to take a serious step back and, and look at it from that. Whether you think it's the flu or whether you think it's the straight up coronavirus or whatever you think this is, people are getting sick. It is overwhelming the medical staff out there, the hospitals and everything. Um, so, you know, don't panic, but and don't go buy the rest of the toilet paper out there because that's not going to do anything. From what I understand, this disease doesn't even have diarrhea with it, so I'm not quite sure what they're planning on doing with this. Um, I've been selling it on the black market with. I've seen. I've seen on Amazon. You want to giggle? Go on Amazon and look at some of these prices. You can get two bottles of hand sanitizer for four hundred dollars now. So, in essence, you could realistically pay off your house. <laughs> and if this uh, this prolongs, um, which I, I, you know, someone was asking me today, just take a guess, how long you think this whole process of the coronavirus will be uh, will ha- uh, will be for the next, uh, you know, what's your estimation? And I said six months. How did you come to that conclusion? Because if the uh, if the Summer Olympics in Japan are canceled, then it's going to last six months. That's well, the key parameter. I don't know. The Summer I don't Olympics. know if it's if it's the Summer Olympics, and I've heard theories that heat kills this, and the sun comes in the summertime. It'll. I'm looking at mid-May here in the United States on hitting a high point. We'll be out of hospital beds before then, probably, um, if this takes off like it has in Italy or in China. But another thing um, people need to to think about is this bioengineered? We don't know. We'll never know that. Um, There's just I'm not I'm not a disease specialist, so majority of us are not. So we don't know how this started, how it got geared up, or where it came from, or anything. But if we look at other diseases in the past that came out of nowhere, such as, say, um, the Spanish flu, it came, it hit hard, it kind of receded, but then it came back even stronger, and that's when it did most of the damage, and then it completely disappeared. Is that what's going to happen here? I don't know, but I think we should be prepared for that in itself. So don't be surprised if it does. We have 40 seconds. Uh, basically, give your website again and any, anything re- relevant that you want to give uh, our listening audience. Uh, website, prepperchicks.world, because we are global. And, hey, just stay safe out there. Keep your ears and your eyes open. I know we have tornado warnings down across Tennessee and Kentucky tonight and in Missouri earlier. Um, but just just don't panic. You know, if you have questions, just ask. Okay. And stay All safe. right. Thank, and wash your thank hands. You. 
Yeah, thank you, Annie. Next week, we'll have another fantastic, fantastic guest, and God bless America. Thank you, Annie. Have a good night. God bless.